G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. I'm Lindy Hume. I'm the Artistic Director of Opera Queensland. And I'm Brendan Joyce. I'm violinist and leader of the Camerata of St John's, Queensland's Chamber Orchestra. Well, I mean, it is one of the great pieces of music in the Western canon. It is truly uh, a piece that that inspires uh, awe and, uh, and, and which absolutely uh, reaches into the soul of anyone, whether they're a Christian or not a Christian. Um, I feel that it's a piece that uh, I have a very close connection to as, a, as, a, as an artist. I feel that it's something that uh, I wanted to do again. I have actually directed it before at the Perth Festival. So when I came to, uh, to Opera Queensland, it was very high on my list of uh, of special pieces to present to our audience um, because it is such great music, but also because it has such a powerful human story to tell and to share. One of the things I love about it um, as a as a piece of drama, if you like, is that the uh, the congregation, the audience and the congregation on stage are the same community. And I'm very much about um, uh, connecting communities. Um, so that's, that's, there are some of, the, some of the themes that are in my thinking uh, around uh, presenting the St Matthew Passion. Um, artistically, though, it's also uh, not unheard of that, that opera companies do present oratorios and and uh, increasingly are, are presenting oratorios around the world you'll see that the St Matthew Passion is being animated by by opera companies and and theater companies and uh, um, other sort of performance um, companies it was performed last year in Berlin it's been performed in in New York but it's not really been done in Australia in this way and we felt that this is a great opportunity to to also to share with the camarada of St John's this very special music and this very special story. Well, Brendan, tell us a little bit about your involvement as the concertmaster for Opera Queensland's production and also as one of the leaders of the camarada of St John's. I guess my most obvious question is, what is a camarada and what is the camarada of St John's for those who are outside of Queensland that may never have heard of that before? Oh, thanks, Matt. Well, in... England, there's a group called the Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, which is basically, uh, other than the English Chamber Orchestra, the main chamber orchestra in London. And St. Martin in the Fields uh, is a church right in the centre of London, and they are based there. So Academy of St. Martin in the Fields, in our case, Camerata of St. John's. St. John's Cathedral is the the centre of the Anglican Church in Queensland and in Brisbane, St John's Cathedral is the you know the main base. So in one sense, it's it's just in name that we're associated, and because it's such a wonderful building, and a, and it's not an unusual thing for a chamber orchestra to be attached in that way. Uh, what a camerata is 
I don't know, I knew you'd ask me that question. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite questions because it's a totally difficult one to answer. Um, but the first appearance, interest, it's interesting, you know, that we should be here talking about, you know, collaborating with an opera company because the first appearance of the word camerata, uh, from what I've found, is the Florentine camerata, uh, which is the end of the uh, 15th century. And it's basically a bunch of artists, poets, and musicians getting together thinking, hey, wouldn't it be great to collaborate on something and what can we come up with? And so it kind of is a fancy name for a jam session. Well, I think it was then. <laughs> and that jam session, by some people's version of history, say say that, you know, that led to the creation of opera. Right. Mm. Uh, and so the word, though, has sort of changed along the way and has become somewhat just meaning a collective. And uh, it's not unusual in modern times for chamber orchestras in particular, but even choirs sometimes to adopt the word camerata. So it's a, it's an equivalent sort of for smaller sized ensembles of the word symphony, say, or philharmonic. Okay. But, um, yeah. But there's also some, some Latin connotations, you know, musica de camera, music of the small room, camera being a chamber or a small room. It's got those implications of, of, of um, something sort of boutique and small and, Lovely. Mm. So, uh, yeah. okay, no, that, that answers the question. You've done well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lindy, tell us a little bit more about the production of St. Matthew Passion. You've directed it before, so you're familiar with the work. You're probably more familiar than perhaps other people who have never delved into it quite so deeply. What is it about this particular production that gets you excited? Okay, so with my job, pieces come to life through the casting, through the, the people who are, are singing those pieces or playing those pieces. For me, one of the great joys of the, the Perth presentation was that we had a wonderful group of singers who were actors, singing actors, who could really bring the, the story of the Passion of Christ to vivid life through not not huge amount of movement but through very serious, dramatic intention. So that's the first thing. We have been very, very fortunate to be able to to bring together some of some of the original cast from Perth, but also to uh, add to that cast some really exciting artists who are exclusively for this project. So this, the singers I'm talking about are people who are mostly recognised as opera singers, but also have very fine careers on the kind of concert platform. So people like Paul Whelan, um, who is a new, fantastic New Zealand-based baritone, who happens to be six foot seven, and <laughs> who plays Jesus, and who has actually played Jesus in in the Saint Matthew Passion and the Saint John Passion many times over around the world, most notably in in England at English National Opera. He did the Saint John's Passion, um, and he played Jesus in Perth. And then we have beautiful artists like uh, Sarah McCliver, um, who's also an artist who's worked with the Camerata of Saint John's. And um, and Andrew Collis, who did the both did the show in in Perth, and and we're bringing to Australia for the first time a very celebrated uh, tenor from Sweden, Leif Aaron Soren, who is playing who plays the evangelist often in Europe, and he's very much seen as the sort of evangelist du jour, if you like, and he's coming out to Australia to perform for Opera Queensland for the first time. We have um, in in Perth we had a female alto soloist, but in in um, 
in Brisbane, we have uh, Toby Cole, who's a wonderful countertenor doing the alto solo. So that's also a very ex- beautiful experience to hear um, a male singer with that wonderfully high alto sound. So, the, you know, the casting of these these people vocally and musically is very, very important. So we have a seriously good group of singers on that stage. But they're also amazing actors and they have a very big um, humanity, sense of humanity and a very big uh, commitment to their acting. And so you'll find that they, while they don't run around the stage like crazy, like can happen in mm-hmm. opera, <laughs> this is a very, it's a very contemplative production. It's a very minimalistic production and it's actually quite still in many ways. It's brought to life by instant translation, what we call surtitles in in opera, but they're very they very much have a dramatic part of the dramatic um, thrust of the of this particular piece, and a beautiful lighting design by um, one of Australia's greatest lighting designers, Nigel Living. So it's a total theatre experience in which the audience is also uh, called on not necessarily to participate, but to very much to be a mirror for the artists on stage. And, of course, it's entirely set in contemporary clothes. There's no music stands in sight apart from the orchestra. Um, music stands, they learnt, the, the soloists have learnt it by heart. There's uh, a, a wonderful chorus. We created a, a chamber chorus for this particular project. You know, out the first time this group have come together for this for this purpose of this very intimate choral performance. Every, everyone's in what we're all wearing now, you know, jeans, T-shirts, what you come to work in. So it's very much about a contemporary society analysing the, the themes of this amazing work. Lindy, you've done it before, as you mentioned in our last segment, uh, working in Perth with a, a group of talented artists, and, and you've even managed to drag some of them from the West Coast to the East Coast to come and join you again. So they must have really enjoyed the experience. But when you come to an opera, I've only ever been to one opera, so I must confess I don't know a lot about it, um, and that was Madame Butterfly in a regional production, which I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> But uh, when you come to the opera, what are you going to expect? When the audience comes along, especially from a Christian audience, they know that St. Matthew's Passion is chapter 26 and chapter 27 of the Gospel of Matthew. How do you approach it? How does Bach approach it? Well, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get chapters 26 and 27. You're actually the the evangelist, uh, St. Matthew, is mm-hmm. he's telling the story from his perspective, and uh, he that's that's as as written in the Bible. So you will actually the, the only text is what is is the actual text of this. really yes that's that's what you're seeing and and that's what is being sung, that's what you're seeing written in front of you. It's it's the the Saint Matthew Passion. It's exactly what what any Christian might expect when opening the Bible, but it's but it's actually. Uh, Sung and and acted and uh, performed in an extraordinary way with Bach's extraordinary music. Um, I mean, he he really takes those words and and you know finds find one word and make it utterly beautiful. It might be a beautiful word, and it becomes a more beautiful word because of the way he makes a phrase shape or elongate that word. I mean, he's really thoughtful about the text, mm. actually. That's sort of one of the remarkable things about Absolutely. And And some of the – and all of the the, the choral music, uh, what's fascinating about, about the way that Bach has, has constructed the piece is that uh, there are pieces where the chorus is singing directly to, to the audience as uh, telling the story. The evangelist himself sings directly – 
with the with the text through to the audience to tell the story, but very much from he he actually is Saint Matthew the evangelist, so he is very much uh, uh, personally uh, affected by the story, and you can see he gets more and more um, uh, agitated and more and more uh, connected to to the story of of Jesus and the betrayal and the. Uh, the, the the well the, the passion he uh, takes he literally moves around the stage and shows us the the story uh, as animated by the by the performers and then one by one the soloists uh, almost as observers of the story will will step step out of the action and contemplate their their feelings at, about the story as it current as it is so, you know Brendan will will hope, will play. A little from from one of those moments, um, whether it's uh, the uh, Peter, for example, singing of his his deep shame and guilt, and then one of the uh, congregation singing of their sorrow that this has happened to Jesus. So there's very much um, a human, communal, and individual uh, response, as well as just telling the story. So it's not a straight up just this is what happened, mm. but it's then a response. And this is how we, as 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 human beings, everyday human beings, uh, not just not not formal, organised, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, rows of people with music stands and and the same outfit on, are just people in the street. This is how it, this story affects okay. me. Yeah, I can't help but draw parallels, and I know it's not opera. To other, I guess gospel-themed musicals or, or musical pieces. And for me, that the first thing that comes to mind is Jesus Christ Superstar, mm. Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, yep. um, where it details that last week of Jesus' life and the way that the raw emotion comes through in that. Would you say that's similar in, in Bach's passion, where it that raw emotion and, and as the story is told that that comes through? I'd say so. Absolutely. Yeah, mm. I was actually going to say, <laughs> you you look to me, Matt, like you might be a child of the 80s. <laughs> For those of us who are children of the 70s, there was Godspell as well. I actually had Godspell written down this next week. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, you know, for a lot of people, well, you said before you hadn't been to an opera until you went to um, Madame Butterfly. Butterfly yeah. and, and you said you liked it actually. And I thought, why do you say actually? Of course you would like it. And I think a lot of people... Well, i got to admit, I'm more of a music theatre person than I am an opera person. But this so... is opera. Opera is music theatre. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're not, yeah, they're one and the same, really. And I suppose you might... It, it's kind of a classical version of of um, Godspell in a, in a sense. But uh, I think people will have your experience. Mm. They would come. They would think, well, I've never been to something like this before. Mm. And... They will be completely overwhelmed with how amazing this is. I mean, actually, just my experience of talking to the other artists when we were sort of piecing all this together. I mean, I think three out of three of them said quite separately, "Oh, that project when we did it in Perth, that was sort of that was the most amazing thing I've ever done." Uh, Graham Abbott, um, who some uh, listeners might be aware of, he's a famous Australian conductor, and he's also a radio host on a on another channel, not half as good as this one, of course. <laughs> but um, he said that it is just one of the most powerful um, performances he's ever been involved in, this project. And he said, yes, I think without even checking his calendar, he was going to be here <laughs> to do this. Right. That's the power of the music on people who are around this sort of music all the time. I mean, you know, we 
we're like everybody else. There's some music you get a bit tired mm. of here and there or you don't like as much, but not this. This one is the one you drop everything to do, and that's what everyone involved in this I project. guess it's also stood that test of time. Was it, uh, 1727 was the first time this is, was performed, and yet mm. here we are, 2013, yeah. and it's still making waves around the world. It is. Do, do you know what I find interesting about that, though? I, I, to my knowledge, Bach only heard it once, in it, or only performed it once or twice in his own lifetime. I mean, now performances of the St. Matthew Passion as an oratorio, which is a more straight concert version in a church perhaps as opposed to what we're doing here, semi-staged, you know, mm. theatre. Um, you know, they now happen annually all over the place, all over the world, especially around Good Friday and Easter. But um, after Bach died, it wasn't until another famous composer, Felix Mendelssohn, in the 19th century that that music was brought back to life right. because Mendelssohn um, started to look at what did other what did old you know, dead guys do with music. How come they were so good? And he found Bach's music. People and then still do started, that today. <laughs> yeah. But, the, you know, so he sort of brought it to life again for people in the 19th century. And I really feel like people like Lindy here, um, who's so modest, but, you know, she's kind of like the Mendelssohn of the 21st century because now, okay, Mendelssohn brought it back into existence, if you like, and Lindy is now taking it from its oratorio status into the opera arena which is another space um, altogether and enables, you know, an even uh, more expansive look at all of those themes, another whole look at those themes. And I guess the basic realisation being that they're, they're so timeless mm. and we're all still affected by them, mm. you know, and that's mm. Christians or non-Christians. I think no one can, you can't help but be affected by this this music. It's incredibly emotional and expressive and it's sincere. I think his, mm. he was sincere in his belief and his uh, compositional output, mm. and you feel that yeah. hundreds of years later. I think that's an interesting point too. Is that when Bach wrote this, he was he was part of the church community. Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, just one of his jobs that he had to do every year in the lead up to the the, the Easter celebrations. Mm. What about your connections? How, how do you encounter the the themes that are running throughout the Passion, the actual gospel message, how how do you react from, a, I guess, not just a musical standpoint but a personal standpoint when it comes to hearing the words of, of biblical scripture? Mm. Um, look, I've just just come back from uh, from being in Germany and actually was uh, was able to stand in the church, uh, the, not, the, not the church where the St. Matthew Passion was premiered but the, but the um, Nicholas Church where the... St. John Passion was premiered and, and felt very much that, that sense of being in that room where, uh, and where the choir and the congregation were so very, very close and the, the sense that of, uh, of that, what that community would have felt in the presence of that extraordinary music. From my point of view, it's something like that that I feel with, with this piece I feel I feel enormously affected by the uh, the journey that everybody involved in a Saint Matthew Passion goes on, whether they're Christian or, or not. That that there's a as as Brennan says, there's a deep sincerity to this work, a, a deep sense of searching through this work for for answers to this terrible thing that happened, uh, and and. You know, there's this. There's a kind of uh, the chorus takes takes the good side, the bad side, 
and then they try and the the soloists uh, you know run through this 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 story uh, as as protagonists and then at the end there's a kind of the final chorale is is saying good night good night my lord and there's a kind of attempt to find a sort of a, a peaceful resolution so for me i i feel completely wrung, wrung out at the end i feel i have experienced a profound human journey and spiritual journey i have invariably been in floods of tears <laughs> and i feel uh, a very great sense of of solace by connecting with those those themes and with that that great sort of sacrifice so that's that's how it affects me and what about you, Brendan? The the sacrifice of Christ, the the story that is unfolding, and yeah, we we don't actually get to the the resurrection side. It sort of finishes. Mm. You know, mm. Matthew's chapter twenty seven finishes with Pilate ordering the the tomb to be mm. sealed. Mm. So, how do you encounter some of those words, some of those scenes of what is? Quite frankly, a very gory situation, yeah. but for Christians, it, it's also a, an essential part of our faith. What's coming to mind for me is um, an experience I, the first experience I had of playing any Bach passions. He, he wrote not just the St. Matthew, but the St. John and I think there was a St. Luke that no longer exists. But and when I played the St. John, I was um, a university student and I just was having a great old time in my life and, you know. Um, wasn't terribly serious about anything in a way, and I somehow it that music you kind of marinate in it if you like, and by the end of the rehearsal period and then the the concert itself, I really actually got to the end of it and felt like I'd had a sort of a spiritual experience. Now I don't know that I could articulate directly what that is because somehow we're not always in the business of that anyway with what we do because it's a bit too left brain, if you know what I mean. But <laughs> but you can feel something has shifted or changed and that definitely was the case for me with that, that experience and I'm sort of hoping that that will happen again with this one. Uh, but I, I just I think that's that's the power of it and that's why, you know, I mean in that particular instance we didn't have surtitles like you will have for mm. this one coming up. Um. And as lovely as it is to know the words, the, just the sound of that music, the, I mean, you're talking about the sacrifice, the way Bach expresses that in notation, it somehow enters into you and just has this effect. And it's a, it's, a, it's uncontrollable. I guess that's why Lindy goes into floods of tears. You can't, it's some, it presses mm. some buttons mm. somewhere, yeah. this music. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, the best way I can think of that. But I, I think it's vividly apparent. This music sounds totally different from anything else. Mm. Uh, that's probably why it's still immensely popular. Um, and I wouldn't mind betting there's, you know, people that were churchgoers, say, who would still come to a St. Matthew Passion and still um, find some that aspect of themselves there. Or, mm. you know, I, I think you... Well, you're being inspired by the creator of it, mm. of the music anyway, so it has that effect. But mm. Okay, mm. great. There, well, there is a – uh, Leonard Bernstein has a great quote, which is, um, there's nothing like it. There, there is the great St. Matthew Passion. There is no other piece of music like it, and it's true. It is absolutely one of the um, pillars 
that you walk around a few times before you even attempt to kind of go anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, it's a monumental piece and a great responsibility. And we all feel that, don't we? We all feel Indeed. this sense of mm-hmm. respect and um, awe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be a fascinating production. If you're in Queensland or you're near Queensland, then this is an opportunity for you to explore it. Lindy and uh, Brendan, thank you so much for, for joining us in the studio, telling us a little bit more about it. Lindy, if people want to get along and check it out, it's in Brisbane at the Lyric Theatre. No, it's in the in the concert hall, actually. We're using right. the concert hall as a theatre, if you like, and it's on on the 21st, 22nd and 23rd of March. Go to the website, operaq.com. And we'll have a link to that up on our website at vision.org.au. And now comes the time for Brendan to show us uh, that he is more of a musician than he is a talker. We're going to ask him just to play a little bit of an excerpt from Bach's St. Matthew Passion. So at this point in the opera, uh, Peter has just denied knowing Christ three the three times in the, the cock crows, and um, that's described by the evangelist. So now Peter goes into this... Um, this oh, de- devastating aria where he he sings about his guilt basically, and um, he the words are that he is in floods of tears. He's he he's so it's not just guilt, it's not just shame. He's actually you know completely crying and dripping in tears about it. So I think Bach has captured that quite well, and this is the. Uh, can't sing you the aria, I'm sorry, but I can play you the opening violin. I wouldn't inflict that on the world, but I'll play the opening violin. Okay, theme. great. Brendan Joyce is the concertmaster for St. Matthew's Passion by Bach that's playing very soon in Queensland. For those of you that are into opera, you've got to listen to this. That's that's incredible. Thank you so much, Brendan. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed I mean, that. <laughs> like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.